Welcome to GayRomance.show, the MM author podcast where we get to hear from the writers of our favorite LGBTQ fiction and their collaborators about the creative process behind these characters and their worlds. I'm your host, Slade James. It is Wednesday, September 25th, 2019, as I record this introduction. On this first episode, I'm sharing a little bit about me, my background, and how I came to be doing this project. I've launched this podcast with four episodes simultaneously, including this short prologue and three full-length interviews with Daryl Banner, Lucy Lennox, and Lily Morton. Upcoming shows released over the next few weeks feature Riley Hart and Nev Wilder, so please check for available episodes in your podcast app, or you can go to the show's website, the title is the URL, gayromance.show. Before I forget, I want to thank you in advance for sharing the show with friends and leaving a review on iTunes. Both of those are entirely free ways you can support the show that will have a huge positive impact. I also want to say thank you for pledging your support on Patreon. It demonstrates that you're enjoying the show and you want it to continue, and that's very encouraging to me. So to find out how you can become a patron and support my time in producing more and more of these episodes please go to patreon.com slash James. For 15 years, I've been a talk radio personality, author, and podcaster in the new age and personal development community. I have a long-running blog and podcast called Shift Your Spirits, where I talk about spirituality with fewer hearts and flowers than most new age blather. At the time of this recording, in early fall 2019, I have produced over 125 episodes of that show, and maybe 50 of those are interview shows, the rest are narrative nonfiction, memoirs, and what I like to call my personal diatribes. I also write fantasy fiction under the pen name Eric Slade. My first novel, Cloud Busting, features a young gay male witch protagonist. It's a bit of coming-of-age literary fiction with elements of magical realism and urban fantasy. It's not romance, although there is definitely some hot male-male action up in there. I was surprised to find that the readers of my gay novel were predominantly women, and I just assumed that was because they were crossovers from the women who are fans of my nonfiction. So, I thought... Maybe I should write a book with a protagonist they could identify with more. I know. Keep in mind, I wasn't reading M.M. yet. I didn't know you guys were out here. And I wanted to write something for my mom that she would be comfortable reading that didn't have a lot of gay dick in it. So, you know, just at least one book. I had this historical fantasy on my heart that I'd wanted to write for years with a strong female protagonist and an MF romantic subplot, and that book is called Havenwood. I'm proud of it. It's 175,000 words. It took me two years to produce. It does not have an HEA, be forewarned. There are two sequels in the pipeline. It's a fantasy trilogy, and the trilogy as a whole has more of an HEA for most of the series characters. Somewhere around the time of publishing those early books, I did beta reading for an author friend, Carrie Adrienne, who is most known for Paranormal Romance and her Bear Shifter series. She wrote an MM historical novel called Beautiful One, of which I read an early draft and incidentally discovered through Carrie 
that there was an entire genre of predominantly women writing and reading gay male love stories. Someone should have told me sooner that my women readers would be just fine with more of my gay male characters, and then, you know, the wood in Havenwood could have been an entirely different context. So fast forward to my becoming a huge fan of the genre. As a reader, I had a total and profound conversion to M.M. Romance. It was a whole new world, and my life as a reader was reborn. Reading is my primary lifelong passion, as I'm sure it is for many of you, and I've been wanting for a while to produce another show around my first love, which is fiction. I am proud of the contribution I make through Shift Your Spirits. It's the greatest job I've ever had, but personal development features a lot of heavy energy. We are dealing with a lot of painful topics, and healing's hard work. It's not all hearts and flowers. So this year, I decided I needed to bring more love and more joy into my life as a whole and into my work. So if you ever do listen to my other show, check out the series Love Curse. It all started when one of my recurring guests on Shifter Spirits, an astrologer, Dina DeCastro, did a reading for me back in December 2018 and told me I was going to meet the love of my life in the upcoming year. She even predicted the week it was most likely to happen in the summer of 2019. Well, I was like, I'll believe it when I see it, but a part of me really desperately wanted it to be true. I had been single for 18 years, and I was afraid I was blocked from love because of some things that happened in my past relationships. So, I decided if there was any chance that I would meet the love of my life this year, then I wanted to deal with those issues and be prepared to meet him as my best self. I not only decided to do the psychological work to confront all that, but to document the process on my podcast reality show style. So, I shared the personal issues I had felt had been haunting me throughout my life in that first episode, what I called a self-inflicted love curse. And then I spoke with a shamanic counselor who did a session with me around it, and we recorded that as a second episode for everyone to listen to. Long story short, The series follows my journey from cursed to cured and to meeting the love of my life eight months later. Now, seven months into 2019, I turned 50, and it has been a very different kind of milestone than I ever would have imagined. This audience can surely appreciate this, if no one else can. While I was editing the first five interviews for this gay romance MM author podcast, and after almost two decades of being single, only seven days later than predicted in that astrology reading, I literally met the love of my life. Like for real, the man of my dreams. So I'm over here right now, totally living out my own version of one of our favorite books. It's a little surreal. For the longest time, I thought all the love everyone was predicting for me was going to turn out to be about my work, because I am a bit of a workaholic, and I started to intentionally connect with the gay and MM author community during that same time period. I was reading more and more romance, and honestly, feeling a little wistful that love might have passed me by. 
Someone interviewed me about a year ago and asked what I felt I had yet to really experience in this lifetime. And they were probably thinking bucket list stuff like hot air balloon rides or something. And I answered in the moment without really thinking about it that I'd never been in a committed long-term romantic partnership and I really wanted that. I feel the decision to lean into more joy and romance in so many areas of my life simultaneously manifested the relationship with this man. This is a phenomenal time in my life where what I'm reading, what I'm writing, what I'm living, and what I'm working on have all started to overlap, intersect, and converge. So I hope that even though this show is not focused on personal development or spirituality, that it nevertheless shares an energy of abundance with everyone who participates and listens to it. When I was in seventh grade, I had a group of three girlfriends who rode the same school bus, and we wrote episodic, serialized, what we called soap operas for each other. Those of you who are children of the 70s and 80s will remember the impact of Dallas and Dynasty and Falcon Crest and Knott's Landing and especially General Hospital with Luke and Laura's wedding. Each one of us had our own story that we were writing and most of them were romances and we'd pass them around to each other. In an absolutely uncanny foreshadowing, way back in 1984, I recorded audiobook versions of my stories on a cassette boombox, fully narrated with character voices. And one of the other female authors, one of the other girls I was writing with, narrated the female character dialogue. We spent hours on this work collectively, and... I can't remember how long we managed to keep those stories going. It was probably only a few months, but it was like my entire life was consumed by those projects. School was so secondary to creating those worlds. The energy and the personality of this MM community reminds me of those young women and my creative collaboration and friendship with them. And I wouldn't be surprised to find out that some of them grew up to be among this audience of authors and fans. One of the things I love most about being in the MM author groups and reader communities on Facebook is that so many of the fans are writers themselves, and so many of the authors are fans of other authors, and it's like you are all creating your stories for one another. In genuine excitement for the work and the experience of getting lost in these worlds and these characters' lives, it's like a big, gorgeous, collaborative, creative round robin, and it's unlike anything I've really run across in any other genre. Not to mention some of the most talented, hardest-working, most successful authors in all of publishing are here in MM Romance. I'm a proud indie, and I am so excited to learn from some of my writing heroes. The talent is impressive, the stories are masterpieces, and the creators are these lovely, funny, accessible people that we get to be friends with on social media, and I get to interview them. It's so cool. There's never been a better time to be a reader or a writer. One of the best pieces of marketing advice I ever received from anyone in the publishing industry was to host something. 
rather than selling or advertising or pitching or trying to get something or get into something contribute your energy and space and generosity to others in your community make a stage for other people to stand on and shine from in addition to the book nerd passion we all share I have some audio tech experience to contribute, and hosting podcasts is the most authentic form of content marketing I've ever run across. I am always curious about creative process. Take me to a gallery show, I immediately want to see the artist's sketchbook and the space where the work was created. My favorite episode of any season of Project Runway is when Tim Gunn goes to visit the finale designers at home and we get to see the work in progress in their actual sewing rooms. When I was in my early 20s, I was around the music scene in Athens, Georgia, and more than live shows, which happened like every night of the week. I loved to be in practice spaces when songs were being written and in the studios where the music was being mixed. Because I identify as a writer, first and foremost, I am obsessed with an author's creative process in particular. I remember the wonder I felt when I heard Toni Morrison say she wrote everything in longhand on fool's cap yellow legal pads. I mention that because I started keeping a stack of them because of her, and although her particular magical tools never produced a manuscript for me... I'm all digital. I'm all typing and a little dictation. I now use those same yellow legal pads to take notes during the recording and editing of these podcast interviews so that my keyboard doesn't click all over my tracks. If you ask me who I want to interview, living or dead, the answers are almost entirely authors. And I want to know shit like what their favorite pens are and which writing programs they use. And do they keep pictures of actors who look like their characters on a bulletin board where they work? Do they sit Indian style on their beds or dictate while walking around a pond somewhere? I don't know where this show will go or how it might evolve, but... One thing that happened really quickly once I moved beyond planning and research and started to actually have these conversations with the authors, they love to talk about their craft, and I am a sponge for every bit of wit and wisdom they want to share. And I would happily talk to them on the phone for hours, even if no one else ever got to hear it. But that would be a little selfish when so many of you would love to eavesdrop and hear what they have to say also. So that's the true driving motivation behind this show. I want to know what their magic is and how we might adapt it for our own craft. I'm learning from our heroes and peers and friends and recording it so you can listen in too. Most of you read faster than I do and have been consuming these books for longer than I have. Bear with me. I'm obviously going to prioritize talking to authors I have actually read. I am meandering through my own interests as far as tropes and subgenres. I will try to make my reads varied as I go along, but my favorite tropes will likely be showing. You know, if I gave every one of you a mic, we'd end up with totally different shows with a lot of overlapping guests, I'm sure. And this particular podcast is, on some level, my diary of an MM romance reader. My interest as an author, my core curiosity about creative process is definitely going to come through as a theme. 
But since so many of the fans in this genre are also writers, I hope you will enjoy learning from these professionals as much as I do. Feel free to send me recommendations of who you'd like to hear me speak with. Don't be shy about approaching me to be on the show yourself as an author or other creative professional. I will always be looking for new voices, and I am particularly interested in supporting up-and-coming talent and indie authors. Some of the other types of creatives I'd like to speak with who contribute to these story worlds that we love so much are professional beta readers, editors, agents, cover photographers, models, designers, audiobook narrators, book bloggers, book reviewers, super rabid fans who read a ton of shit and have great personalities and love to gush about books. We all love a good recommendation for that TBR collection in our Kindles. I will briefly mention my Patreon page in each episode, so if you like this show and you want it to continue, you want to hear more and more episodes, please click my Patreon link in the show notes and find out how you can support my time in producing this show. I hope you enjoy this first round of upcoming episodes with Daryl Banner, Lucy Lennox, Lily Morton, Riley Hart, and Nev Wilder, and more to come. Thanks again for listening to GayRomance.show, the MM Author Podcast. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever app you prefer. For show notes and links to the websites and books we mentioned, please go to GayRomance.show. You can also find me at SlayJames.com. And I'll talk to you later.